0: 50 episodes of this podcast, and all I got was this Project X-Guard t-shirt.
1: <laughs> That's it, buddy. It is officially, we've done 50 episodes of the Choking Hazard podcast. It's pretty cool. We're coming up on a year very shortly, but that is uh, pretty significant. When uh, a lot of people thought we wouldn't even make it three episodes.
0: Or three, or like me actually making it three minutes with Aaron. I mean, <laughs> who would want to spend more than three minutes you know, talking to Aaron, but you know, I digress. Hey, we survived. We made it, we made it work. We're 50 episodes in. Um, the more things change in the world, the more they stay the same. And I guess uh, we are 50 podcast episodes uh, in the can and we got, we still have some more uh, to release in the future as well. But Aaron, I wanted to get your thoughts kind of, this is kind of like a flashback or going over about the last year or so of this podcast rough. It's been about roughly a year, maybe a little bit less, I think at, at this point, but uh, Aaron, what are your, uh, what are your favorite and least favorite memories of working with myself?
1: Well, I mean, if we want to be truthful, I mean, the most painful (laughs) things that bother me when we are actually (laughs) promoting episodes and such are the simple fact that you do not know how to share content that i tag you specifically into so as soon as i release an episode and all i need you to do is just share it on your page and i still have to send you text messages to share the fucking page hey, <laughs> well,
0: when you when you just release something and then 30 seconds later you text me hey fucker why don't you fucking share this
1: <laughs> it is not <non-30> 30 <laughs> seconds okay it'll be like god damn it like
0: three minutes hey you haven't shared this yet it would be like i'm still sitting in my basement i have nothing Four hours
1: no it'll be like four hours and i'm like bro just share the thing i I have no
0: life mike it's been three minutes what are you doing why haven't
1: you shared this yet well listen when we first started this we were in a i guess you would call it lockdown pandemic stage where it was stay at home order or that was like last may i think it was when we first started we'll come up well we'll we'll pull up the actual date for our actual like one year anniversary and we'll do a special presentation or post for that but we're literally coming back into we just started another stay-at-home order (laughs) another lockdown but in the essence of vaccines being uh, distributed and all that kind of stuff, I don't know if you know this, Mike. I am actually in a hot spot and I will be able oh, to receive oh, my vaccine. I bet you are. <laughs> uh, I'll be able to receive my vaccine probably a little bit for, uh, before you will. Uh,
0: I, I don't know about that. So uh, you're, in, you're in a hot spot currently. So, with all the uh, talk about vaccines and everything. So, how do you feel about getting it? Are you ready to get it? Are you going to transform into, you know, like a starfish or something once you get it? Are you going to keel over and die? Is your penis going to fall off? What's going to happen? Are you going to lose more? I mean,
1: like, listen, I am be short about it because I know there's a lot of different opinions based on it. I mean, I would prefer if I have to get a vaccine, the Pfizer or the Moderna Considered to the other one that there's still reports on and not, not sure what it does or, you know, if it's causing blood clots and stuff. I mean, the reality is, yes, I'm a healthy male individual who works out and I take care of my body. You work out and take care uh, of to your some body? Extent, uh, To some extent, to some extent. Shocking. But like, I think when we look at it, it's like, okay, there's really there's trends going in the way that we're getting out of it. Right. Things are not going in the right direction. People can say, Oh, whatever that the the reports of the numbers are fake or like, there's so much stuff out there. I don't even know what to believe anymore because people have literally lost their minds. Right. And again, this is not me trying to stir the pot or anything like that, but everybody is just mad at everybody. And I think, obviously, the more you lock a city down, you're going to get people more pissed off more than anything. They're losing their livelihoods, they're losing their jobs, they're losing everything, right? Yeah. So absolutely. every And again, I feel for these people. I really do. But to say to – and again, I'm not a scientist. I'm going to go with science that – that say hey this is what we need to do in order to get out of this pandemic and if it's a vaccine okay fine i will take the vaccine to protect myself to protect
0: wait, my wait wait life. aaron you're not going to listen to karen in her basement on facebook i i am he has no. the real answers aaron the real I, answers to our two yeah. of your problems
1: so like that being said i will take the vaccine um, which one it will be, I don't know. When my turn comes, I will take it, and I'll also I'll, I'll do it right because I'm at that it, point it, where it, it might
0: turn you blonde. You never know.
1: Hey, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe may grow my hair back. I don't know,
0: right? So <laughs> well, this, is, this is a positive side effect here. <laughs> this
1: is a positive side effect. Like that's the thing. Like I mean, like I'm done with this as much as everybody else is, right? But I mean, like I I see where everybody's like, well, just let's open up everything and no holds barred it's not going to happen like as much as people want to say that think that's what should happen it won't happen so the way out of it is you the vaccines have to speed up and the cases have to go down i don't like i don't know i'm i could be wrong i don't know i'm just one person (laughs) you're
0: not a guru you're
1: just a man (laughs) i'm just a man i'm just one person trying to make my difference in the world and i just want to get out of this like everybody else so
0: Yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, I think most people know I I have a science background. I have a kinesiology background. I'm not saying I'm an expert, you know, microbiologist by any sense of the imagination. But, you know, with that said, the best long-term way of getting out of this is some sort of flu shot, vaccine, whatever you want to call it. Um, That's going to give, it's not going to stop COVID altogether. So for people out there that think that's going to happen, it's not. Covid's is going to be a thing for a very long time. There's probably going to be hundreds of different strains. I know I'm probably freaking out people right now, but there's going to be hundreds of different strains. How many strains of the common cold are there? A lot. How many different strains of uh, influenza are there, Aaron? A lot. So it's going to keep mutating. It's going to keep changing. But with that said, that that's probably going to be the main way of dealing with it. And it's going to be a difference between, you know, maybe somebody who's at risk ending up in the hospital and somebody getting COVID and, you know, sitting in their house for a couple days and they have the sniffles. So that's pretty, that's pretty much what it will do. And hopefully that will, you know, drive down the amount of, you know, hospitalizations and things like that. Cause at the end of the day, like I think most people morally don't want to see other people, you know, getting, you know, sick and dying. But, you know, with that said, I do feel for, you know, over the last year, because, you know, a lot of people's lives have been drastically changed. If you've had COVID, or if you know somebody who's been, you know, you know, fatally affected by it, or just, you know, you know, people that have, you know, lost their business due to it, or, or like, they've lost their job over it, because I think this has evolved into more of a, not necessarily a health crisis, it definitely is, it's, it's a health crisis, but then it's also an economic crisis. It's a mental health crisis. It's a lot of things rolled into one. And I think people need to step back and realize there's a lot more. Yes. It's, it's all, I think it's all of those things. It's not just, okay. You go on Facebook and you go, okay, well, you know, I don't believe in this side of it. This side is worse. No, this side is they're all bad. I think this is the big thing I think everybody needs to realize. They're all bad, um, but the best way of getting out of it is being able to treat it, get it under control, and all those other things should fall in line and come back as well.
1: Yeah. Hey, like like you said, you you hit the nail on the head. Everybody just – especially the people who, who listen to this podcast, who train just to just want to get back to training jujitsu, mental health is like mental health is a real thing, man. Like I know a lot of people who are suffering hard over this thing. And every time we lock down more, it just drives them deeper into that hole where they don't know what to do. Right. And I, and I truly feel for a lot of people and they've had to change the way they interact with people. But again, like I, I look at like anything, we can't be at each other's throat on Facebook, based on an opinion on whether it whether what does being... this, this accomplish in the long run aaron well, exactly regardless of exactly. who's right and
0: who's wrong like does exactly. it really what does it really accomplish besides exactly. that like you know you if we're arguing about like who has a worse hairline me or you it's clearly you who's gained more yeah. weight during a pandemic me or you it's clearly me <laughs> I'm I'm 245 right now, Aaron. Sitting at Are 245. you seriously
1: 245?
0: No, I'm like 250.
1: 250. Jesus Christ. <laughs> putting,
0: on, putting on the weight, I'm hitting it. I'm getting on the gas. I'm getting on everything.
1: Getting on the gas. Okay. So do you want to mention our our cool sponsors, or you're getting that gas from, or this, where? This is
0: a good. This is a good. Uh, well, you're not going to find any gas here if you know what I'm saying. But uh, Canadian protein. We're back. Uh, we're gonna use. Uh, you're gonna log on CanadianProtein.com, Aaron, and uh, guess what the promo code is. I don't remember. You don't remember the choke? Is it
1: choke? C H.
0: There
1: you go. You got just, it.
0: Canadian just choke. CanadianProtein.com. You're gonna use promo code choke. That's C H O K E in all capital letters, and you're gonna get ten percent off at checkout on all your supplement means. I just got some. Protein recently, which for the people that are watching this on YouTube, is right here in this lovely shaker. You're going to use promo code CHOKE, C-H-O-K-E. You're going to get 10% off. Don't be a soy boy. Canadianprotein.com. Put them gains in your bicep veins, Aaron. Pick up some protein today. You only have water in that thing, unfortunately, that you're I sipping do. out of. We do have other sponsors, Aaron, and I'm wearing one of their shirts right now. Can you guess what it is? For those people that are listening, for people that are listening to this audio wise right now in their cars, driving nowhere because there's nowhere to fucking go, but it's Project X-Guard. So we're working with Raul Chavez at Project X-Guard. You're going to find him on Instagram at that, or you can reach out to us. He's working with at-risk youth in the greater Toronto area. So if you know somebody that could be positively influenced by jujitsu and what it can do for we just talked a bit about your physical and mental health and spiritual health and all that. So reach out to us at the Choking Hazard podcast podcast page or Raul Chavez at Project X-Guard. And last but certainly not least, regardless of, hey, it's Groundhog Day. How many lockdowns have there been? One, two, three, twenty. 20? I don't know. I've lost count. But it's always 420 at Aaron. At Spirit Leaf Waterdown. They have all your CBD, THC needs. It's Groundhog Day once again. They are available for curbside pickup. They have all the edibles, all the gummies, all the candies. More chocolate than Germany and Switzerland put together. King Kong, Godzilla are fighting over their edibles as we speak right now, live in theaters. And Aaron, they are located at, what is their address for people? For the people...
1: they are located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario.
0: Beautiful. Alex and his team has the connects that you need. I would never thought I would see to live the day where marijuana, edibles, or we can't, I can't say, mar- we'll say the devil's lettuce is legal, but jujitsu is not in Ontario. But you can go to Spirit Leaf Waterdown. They have they, You don't even have to go underground. They got everything that you need. Located at, Aaron, one more time. That is at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. They're available for curbside pickup. You're going to use the promo code CHPODCAST10. Now, quick note, do not pay online. You're going to pay at the door, and you're going to mention the Choking Hazard podcast as well. You're going to give them the code CHPODCAST10. You're going to get 10% off at checkout when you are pick up your order curbside. So hopefully, in the at the end of twenty eight days, you'll be able to go back in person. But for now, they are available for curbside pickup.
1: Perfect. And I'm going to do one last plug-in before we get actually into some jujitsu content. So, as I, we were saying, we are on our fiftieth episode, which is awesome. And we want to thank especially all of you guys who listen to our podcast all the time. We are actually being listened to in. 35 different countries right now which is quite amazing 35 (laughs) 35 different countries so like we're all over the world right now which is amazing which which shows you how far like jiu-jitsu travels basically more than anything but the biggest thing is like we talk about canadian content canadian athletes canadian coaches and we've been trying to push that message more than anything and we we decided hey we're going to come out with a special edition um Basically, we came out with this awesome new product and it is if you're on uh, online and you're on YouTube, we have our limited edition choking hazard hat with our Canadian grappling badge on there. Uh, we are only doing a limited qualities of these hats. We're selling them once they are gone, they are gone. We're not doing another run of that hat, but we will be running more stuff down the road. So we're planning on doing product every single month, something different. To so keep you guys entertained, keep you guys guessing, and we're always going to push something cool and exciting out for you.
0: Definitely, it's very exciting, Aaron. Uh, we have our first product, so uh, like to shout out my, our design team. So, I like to shout out my wife, Cat, for a beautiful setup on that logo and on the hat as well. Um, but as Aaron said, we were going to be having uh, new products every month, and it's not a it's not a gimmick just to try to Sell as many hats as possible. We really do have a limited amount. We and once they're gone, we're not making them again. We're going to move on to something else. So if you want, if you want it, um, feel free to DM us at the Choking Hazard Podcast page. We'll get you set up, and Aaron will also have a website that he is going to link in this podcast as well yeah. i believe is that they, correct they, they, yeah. they, they will be
1: available on monday when this is, today is monday we're dropping this podcast today so basically um when they pop up online we hope to sell them very quickly grab them while they're hot if you miss it you have no problem you miss it you can always catch up on the next one all right so last of the, my last plug-in we're not going to talk about any more plug-ins let's actually talk about some jujitsu. sound good We actually do jujitsu on this podcast, Aaron. Yeah, we do. We do. It's been so long. (laughs) It has. It has. And you know what? Like that's the thing, right? Like I think with the lockdowns and there's there's been you know there's people being critical of like, hey, you shouldn't be training. You are training. I and again, like I still stand by the whole thing. If you're safe and you're responsible and you pick your training partners wisely, I don't see why you can't do what you want to do out there right it's all about just being responsible and again like if you're gonna train train but just do it in a positive safe way so what you're
0: saying is don't throw an orgy with 300 people in it
1: that would probably would be not wise until everybody was vaccinated that's my opinion you, you might catch
0: you might catch something worse than that but yeah i i would i would agree with that message as well aaron like you know just i think everybody wants to train right now if you, if you can do it in a safe responsible manner go for it um but yeah, obviously like the last coming back to our original message, last thing last thing I want to see is like, you know, people getting sick or being adversely affected by this. So, you know, just like just like drinking alcohol. Please drink responsibly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but I think one thing too, you have to think about it. jitsu is coming back, which is awesome. We got tournaments happening in the US and they're slowly getting picking up IBJs. F is starting to go. Yeah, all the, oh my god.
0: <laughs> ugh, ugh. We're we're gonna we're gonna edit this. We're clearly not editing this. We're gonna leave this in. But yes, <laughs> okay. um, as, as Aaron was uh, choking on water over there. But so what Aaron was trying to say is there's a lot of tournaments ramping up, especially in the US. There's a lot more flow grappling cards. There's a lot more. You know who's number ones. There's uh, there's actually one coming up very soon that we can talk about as well. That we have some confirmed. Super fights on there So Aaron I want to yeah, get your so- thoughts And your take um, We can start with the main event We got Craig Jones versus Ty Rutulo What are your thoughts on that How do you see that going What's What's your expert analysis on that
1: um, I, <laughs> I kind of want to know what Craig's up to Because it's like I, I think when I look at this It's like Because Ty's um, He's a brown belt right not taking is, anything away from him or anything like that. Like he is a Brown belt under Andre officially, is, but
0: like if, we're, if you're looking at skill wise, he he's skill almost, wise, he's world-class black belt,
1: world-class black belt. World-class right. Wise, like, yeah. uh, but I, I think when I look at this, it's like, I think it's great that Craig actually has a main event he's excited for that Gordon's not going to step in, in there and take it from him, which is great. Um, I, I look at both the skill sets of these individuals. I just, don't see Ty really causing a threat for Craig. I think Craig is just going to pull up his leg entanglements. Like obviously Ty is going to try to, you know, establish his passing game and trying to establish position and keep it hyperactive. But I just think Craig's going to tie him up and then eventually just either submit him with a heel hook or he'll do something else. I think he's going to have his way with him. I'll be completely honest with you.
0: I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think Ty is – He's been training jiu-jitsu since he was like four, first of all. So he is, he has the experience. And I think he also has a very unique passing style. So if you watched Nicky Ryan versus Tyro Tullo, it was that he actually shut down a lot of Nicky Ryan's leg entanglements. So he does a lot of like, he'll step on your leg, he'll leg drag, he'll move around. So I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think where, Craig's just going to be able to, you know, get in on the legs in like a minute and then he'll hook him. I think it's going to take some time.
1: Oh, I think it's going to take take some time.
0: I think Craig is definitely probably the favorite going into this, but I think Ty, I think is honestly going to respond. um, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with this. So I don't think it's going to be as easy for Craig as people are kind of making it out to be.
1: Now, but here here's my question for you, right? When you looked at like Craig versus Ronaldo, right? And everybody was saying, okay, Ronaldo's like where would you rate Ronaldo's passing game compared to Ty's passing game?
0: It's it's different. It's apples and oranges. Like Ronaldo's is like is very aggressive. He's very athletic. You know, Ty's very athletic as well, but he has a lot more he has a very unique passing system. That's why I'm actually interested in this in this match, because He Ty's not. It's not very easy to get in on Ty's legs. So the way he passes, it's very difficult because you, if he's, if somebody is standing on your leg, Aaron, and you try to spin Mm -hmm. and invert, you can't spin and invert (laughs) without tearing your knee in half. So there probably will be some very unique adjustments to it.
1: I think it'll be. I think it'll be a really interesting match. So I think it'll be interesting. I just. I don't know. I, I just don't feel again. Maybe this is me. I just don't know enough about Ty to be like, this is going to be an, a, a good match for him. I I'm not saying he's not, can't be competitive. I just look at Craig can't lose this fight. Like I look at like every match Craig goes into now. It's almost like he can't lose because he's at that point in his career where he needs to take that next step. And if he's gonna have like these matches where he's putting himself out there, he can't afford to lose mediocre matches, especially when ADC is gonna come back eventually. Oh yeah, he needs to stadium, Right, like like that's the thing. Like, and I don't see him taking this match not seriously and just a lo- like playing around. Like, I I don't think that's his mentality. I no, think of course. As much I just, as he plays, I think
0: on the on Instagram, yeah, like he's his instagram is hilarious for anybody who's not yeah. following craig jones you should he may be the funniest person in jiu-jitsu right now by bar none he's absolutely hilarious but with that said like with that humor he does take competing in these matches very seriously so he's, yeah. he's definitely going to be dialed in um i think it'll be a really interesting match i think craig takes it i think it's gonna take a lot of significant amount of work though he might not even catch ty but I think it's going to be a really interesting match. I also I believe Nikki Ryan's fighting uh, PJ Barch. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I think Nikki Ryan coming back off the, the knee injury which should be interesting, especially with that. I mean, as long as he's been able to heal and train and get what he's been wanting to do, I think he'll be able to make a comeback because I think, again, that's another individual who wants to take that kind of next step. And especially after he lost a tie – like he's got to kind of, he's got to come back, right? He's got, this is a good, good coming back party for him. So I'm curious to see how he responds, especially after the knee injury. Yeah, I think, uh, I think this should be a good comeback match for
0: him. I think he'll take it as well. I think he'll probably either get some sort of heel hook from a leg entanglement or he'll probably get the back and finish with a choke there. He has a very strong back attack game and also a very strong leg lock game. you know, similar to his brother, Gordon Ryan. So I think I think he takes that one. Um, we also have
1: is Ethan on that card as well.
0: Yes, he is, and he yeah. Is so fighting. Ethan versus Cade. That'll be that's a rematch from a, yes. a, a previous encounter where I think I re, I remember watching that and I was discussing it with Ricardo where I was very puzzled with the decision that Cade got because I thought you know Ethan was significantly more aggressive in looking for you know submission attempts and everything. He was attacking a lot more. He had more dominant positions, but wasn't enough for the, the, the three judges that were, you know, judging the match. So I think this is actually going to be probably fight of the night. It's going to be really interesting. I think Cade and Ethan are very evenly matched. So yeah. this is definitely one that can go either way. And whoever is dialed in and on for that evening is going to, is going to take the match. Like Ethan, very similar, like all the Dander death squad guys have, you know, very strong back attacks, very strong leg attacks. Um, but I think a lot of the, I think there's a lot more people that are studying that now where, you know, it's not 2017 and you're surprising everybody with all these leg lock setups that, you know, people aren't seeing now it's been, you know, it's been almost four or five years. People are studying this stuff a lot more, and I think you'll see a lot more people. The playing field will be leveled a lot more. But this will this will be a really good match. I think this is probably potentially fight of the night right here. Aaron, your thoughts? I think this is going to be a tough one to call. This definitely can go either way.
1: Yeah, I, I think like you said, like it can go either way. I mean, I'm looking at this match, and I'm I'm I still think it's going to be Ethan as much as I kind of go back and forth on this one and I look at it this way because the Danaher guys are in Puerto Rico as they've been training, they train seven days a week. They don't stop. They are just dialed in on training, having Danaher there. He's got nothing else going on other than training, teaching, training, teaching, training, teaching that. And that's it. They're not focused on anything else other than that. And I, and again, I, I don't know what they're doing in San Diego, but I just look at that atmosphere and you're going to have all these guys and they're all training together. Ethan, Craig, Gordon, all of Nikki as well. Like, and you got Nikki Rod there. You got all these other beasts there. Mm-hmm. I just feel that it's, it's going to be a Danaher desk squad night. I think they've been working hard enough where they're going to be able to come out on top on all those matches. I think definitely the move
0: to Puerto Rico has probably helped all of them just because, you know, New York City, lockdown, restrictions, it was difficult they're, for them to get the training in that they wanted. Now they're, they moved to Puerto Rico. It's literally eat, sleep, train 24 7, 365.
1: And, and that's the thing. They're, they're living, they're living in a life where it's, it's hot all the time. They get to train outside. They're doing all the things that they want to do out there. Right. And they're, it's like they get that, um, that same mentality in the San Diego life, right? Where you're getting that, that weather. I think the weather's a big thing, man. You get that weather. You're always. just say, Yeah. Oh, that's that's why all the Danner
0: guys are so good. Now it's the weather. Now they're in, like, now that they're near the equator. They're just like,
1: no, like dealing. leg locks
0: plus five back takes but plus 10.
1: <laughs> but you're not dealing with that, that New York cold. Right. And you're, I don't know, like, you're like, commute
0: and all that. Yeah. The commute yeah, would, and all that I'd stuff. Agree, like, before, like Gordon and those guys would
1: be going from like, you know, New Jersey to New York City every day. And, and- you think, think about all the teaching they would be doing. They'd be teaching classes and all that. They're not doing that stuff now. They're training. That's it. Yeah. You know, like the, men- the, the, the mentality in the game has shifted, right? So it's going to be interesting. I think, especially one of the fights on the card that's going to be really great is Mr. Gilbert Burns is making his way back. Ah, yes. Be who's he re- facing, Mike? Come on, buddy. Rafael
0: Lovato Jr. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a, a very good. Those are two, you know, world class, world champs, former world champs. Um, this is gonna be, and they're and they've both done a lot of MMA recently as well. You know, yeah. coming off coming off the loss to Kamaru Usman in MMA, but in the UFC, but he has a world class jiu-jitsu game, so. Don't sleep on Gilbert Burns. And Lovato's been around a long time, too. He's had fights in, you know, in Bellator and other.
1: He was the Bellator and another champ, right? He, he just, yeah. he had to relinquish the, the belt. He never lost the belt. No. Right? But now he can't take any headshots right now. But, um, again, amazing grappler. Uh, I'm like trying to, what was his last match he had? But it was a gi match. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't no gi. It was at a fight to win. We'll have
0: to look that up. But
1: I'll have to look that up.
0: We'll have to look that up. Google that shit, Aaron.
1: I'll I'll Google it right now. But yeah, I'm not sure. But like, you look at him. Ooh, that's good. That match was going to be crazy. Who do you think?
0: That's that's another one that's going to be really tough to call. Like Gilbert Burns, very aggressive jiu-jitsu style, very good wrestling. Um. Rafael Lovato Jr. very very well rounded very good passing game good takedown game good guard game this one's this one's really tough to call honestly I I w- might give a slight edge to Lovato maybe when it comes to maybe if if he gets on top like I, I would say like his pass his passing is very strong that's another match that's hard it's hard to say like that that's another toss up to me where I don't think anybody has a significant edge on the other person. It's just who sh- who shows up mentally
1: ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I can't find it. I'll, I'll find it. But um, yeah, I think he lost. Oh, you know who it was? It was Hulk. He was fighting Hulk. I believe it was. Oh yes. He was. Uh, he, you know, yes. Hulk, Hulk's
0: a different animal as well. And the you know, Lovato's. And it was, it was he, Yes, I yes I recall it. You know, like no shame in losing a Hulk. He's just, you know, a world world class. He's like top of the food chain, especially in the Ghee right now as well. There's uh here's your your favorite also Andrew Wilsh from uh, Daisy Fresh is fighting David Garmo. Yes, that'll, be another, that'll be another interesting one as well. You know, David Garmo's been around for a while. Um, he's actually competed a lot in Ontario and in Canada as well straight out of detroit so shout out to him love to get him on a podcast yeah.
1: sometime i i got wrecked by him back in my first purple <laughs> belt match in detroit because like it was a, i went and it was marco um jason Faraz, and uh, i don't maybe it was max it might have been max missouri we we all went down to to detroit and i drove and then it was my first purple belt match and i ended up with david garmo in this like first part of the bracket and he just fucking like dumb ba- dummy ragged me the whole time <laughs> <laughs> so how did that match like, go I, what do you what do you recall <sighs> um man this is like going back like eight years ago i think oh no longer than that what am i talking about probably almost 10 like 10 years ago but um i remember like we we started standing. I was like everything. <laughs> like, and then what I, you started on your he, knees
0: in a tournament, Aaron? Like, no, no.
1: We start. We start. Started standing. I like. I know he took me down. I got back up. I think I tripped him up. We ended up in. I think I. I might have got two points for. Like I said, it was ten years ago. I might have got two points on him, and then after that, he passed my guard and just destroyed me. And <laughs> that was it. Like he was just—he was so much bigger than me. That's okay, so, I, like, I, so I've I've
0: never I've never trained with him, so I can't I can't uh, speak from experience rolling with him, but he has a very exciting jiu-jitsu style, very good wrestler as well. Um, very strong, you know, head head attack game or like he'll go on a guillotine from a lot of different angles in different positions. Um if he gets a hold of your neck, especially in a front headlock, you're in trouble. Very strong guillotine game. Um what are what are your thoughts on this match? You know what?
1: Because I'm curious to see, especially on the the type of training pace that Andrew has been, like, putting on, especially on his last uh, Who's Number One card. He had a really good match. Um, I'm curious to see. But, I like, you know what? To to pay my respects to Mr. David Garmo, I would say I'll pick David Garmo for this match. Because I'd be curious – I'd be curious to see how it is because, again, like he's competed a lot in Ontario. We've seen a lot more of David Garmo, and I've seen a lot more of David compared to Andrew. So I've seen a lot more
0: of David compared to Andrew as well. Definitely don't sleep on him. Um, I think if he gets a hold – if he gets him into his game, which is a lot of front headlock, guillotine, snap the head down, if he gets into that, he's going to put – Andrew in a lot of danger very quickly. He has a very dangerous guillotine. I've seen him submit very good world-class people very quickly with that. So mm-hmm. don't. I think that's a match. Definitely do not blink. Uh, last but not le- least, there is a female match on the card as well. Jessica Khan and Grace Gundrum of uh, 10th Planet. I think this match is also probably potentially fight of the night as well. Both really young up and coming uh, both, I think, just recent black belts as well. I don't, know, I don't know if you know much about them, but Jessica Khan is uh, a black belt under the Mendez brothers, and Grace is a black belt in the, the 10th Planet system from Eddie Bravo. So this is an example of two people or two females that have come up in the jiu-jitsu world where like they've been training since they were kids Coming up, and like, well, Jessica Khan, even as well. Like, she's been training since she was, you know, kind of like the Rotulo brothers as well. Like, you're starting to really see the generation of okay, the, there's these kids that have been training since they were four or five, kind of like the Rotulo brothers and mm-hmm. Jessa and people like that. And then once they're like 16, 17, they may have blue belts on, but they're already like a sk- skill wise, like better than some world class black belts. So, yeah. this is going to be a perfect example of that. This is a match I can go either way. I believe it's Nogi. So, I would say maybe Grace has a little bit more of an advantage because I think she just like, trains exclusively Nogi. Jessica's very dangerous, I would say, in both. Um, I think this comes down to who can implement their game, where Jessa is a lot more kind of Barambolo back take, similar to like Mendez Brothers style jujitsu. So, if she can. Implement that very quickly. She'll, I think she'll have an advantage. If Grace can get her into the the 10th planet system and start breaking her down, she'll probably have a, she'll probably have an advantage when it comes to like leg entanglements and things like that. But this is a, this is another match. I think it's going to be like nonstop action back and forth, which you'll usually see in like lighter weight classes, especially with females
1: yeah you know what the whole card looks awesome so it's going to be interesting to see Um, i'll definitely be watching it for sure so we got a couple weeks to still break people down from there um i think too is like i almost kind of like i think about like the two of us is like we're almost dinosaurs in this game now where it's like you have all these young people that have like been training for so long and then they're becoming black belts and they've been training for almost as long as they like, and they started as kids, right. And they start working yep. their way up and compared to like a lot of us who started training in our, whether early you're, or late teens. And you're even seeing all, this in
0: like the Ontario scene as well. So you're seeing exactly running. perfect example. Like Matthew Isaacs had him on yeah. way before he, but he has been a regular training partner of me since he was a, a teenager, 12, 13 balls probably haven't even dropped yet. And I've been training and like now he's, you know, fully grown purple belt competing mm-hmm. at a world-class level consistently just flew to the U S as well. And is going to be doing some, uh, a tournament stint down there in the, in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, that's, that's a, another example of, of uh, just, you know, people that have been training jiu jitsu since they were kids. And now that they're becoming adults, this is going to, now you're starting to see them getting onto the world stage a lot more
1: yeah i mean like let me ask you this like i i I, people always say oh you know if i was younger i would have totally done this like do you think it would have changed the way you trained or like you wish you started earlier do you have any of those kind of like remisses or thoughts Uh, at all i don't know i it's hard to
0: say like i'm glad i started training jujitsu when i did anyway Mm -hmm. so would I change maybe like my style of training, like going back to like previous podcasts and like breaking it down with other people. Definitely. I would have probably have tweaked my training a little bit differently Mm -hmm. where it's not just about like, you know, like David Mosley is a perfect example that comes to mind where he's like, you're not trying to win every training session. You're trying to learn. So it's like, you know, you can work on different positions and, you know, Hey, if things go your way, great. And if things don't, then you figure out why they didn't. I'm, I kind of figured, I, th- I figured that part of early where like going into like my later white belt career, I'm like, okay, like I don't have to win every role or every round or every training session, but I need to, I need to take something away from every training session. And I think it's the, yeah. be- the best thing I probably learned at that time, but I think breaking things down and systemizing things more and more, especially now, if I can go back, I would try to Interconnect things as much as you can versus just learning moves as you're like going up the ranks and not knowing how to connect certain positions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I wouldn't change anything. I think if anything, I probably would have like, especially when I took my break for my while in training, and like I probably wouldn't. I would I would like to shorten that a little bit. Your, more. your, your first retirement, my retirement. Yes, your retirement. I think when I retirement. <laughs> like hit brown belt and retired kids (laughs)
0: working your your seven year your 17 year brown belt run
1: (laughs) yeah i mean but you know what like i i wouldn't change it for anything because i mean like i learned that way right it's like anybody you you take what you did and everybody's path is completely different and i learned so much i've learned so many different things throughout that time too right so maybe I wouldn't have been able to do jujitsu plus learn all the skills that I had learned at that time either. Right. So in a, in a sense it was a benefit for me in a professional level and you know what, and coming back to full circle, I think it's helped me move along, especially with my coaching, especially in the way I teach differently. Like I think it's worked differently. Things fall in place for the right reasons, right? Oh, exactly. I don't regret, I don't regret anything. Do I wish I was like, you know younger knees and younger back and still a more athletic absolutely <laughs> but those are yeah, just I, I don't like i don't know scandals. if i'm gonna be just,
0: i don't know if i'm gonna be like jumping flying triangles because i feel like i might like snap you in
1: half right now if i did that you know what like i remember i was just a while ago we were training and then i tried i was going back and forth with somebody right and it was like nobody else was training and it was just me and this other purple belt at the club and we're just going back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Like, he, I'd catch him, he'd catch me, I'd catch him, he'd catch me, whatever. And we just go, go, go. And it turned into it was a stand up, takedown, stand up, takedown. And then I threw out this flying triangle near the end of it. And I'm like, where on earth did that come from? I am not 22 anymore. <laughs> I broke my back. <laughs> like, <laughs> Land, like I, I broke my I back. Totally what did. happened? To- Spinal totally broken. Oh.
0: My back is broken. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's like, and then like, even like more recently, like I was training and then I tried to do like, you know, like, like when somebody is like, they sit down in there or you stand up on them and they sit up in her guard. And then I, you go to shoot for like a flying triangle, or like flying jump over
0: triangle. and you try to try. Yeah. More.
1: Right. Like I basically tried to do that. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm going to try and kill somebody. <laughs> I'm break my own back. <laughs> like, You're break them. You anymore. Oh, not 20 like, anymore.
0: That should be a new shirt. You're not 20 anymore.
1: Yeah, that's the new shirt. That's the next product <laughs>
0: coming coming soon. That might that might be a monthly drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think there's one super fight that we have not talked about that is being hyped heavily online. It is the intergender championship of the world. Oh. Uh, Craig Jones versus Gabby Garcia. This the press conference is hilarious.
1: Uh, Aaron give me your thoughts (laughs) I don't know what to think to be honest with you because I don't know if it's a joke or it's not and he's assured us that it's not a joke they're really going to do it right so I think it's I think it I will say I think it started off as a joke and then it just spiraled.
0: it it just spiraled into Gabby's like yeah I'll fight you and then Craig's like okay I'll fight you and then they were going to do it at a gym. And then I think what happened is there's probably people that are like, hey, like we'll stream this. We'll put it on pay per view. Yeah, exactly. I we'll think that's what it is. Sponsors, all that. So, like, a lot of money came in. They're both like, okay, well, we were just going to like Facebook live this and give it away. But if you guys yeah. are going to do this, then we'll hype. You know, it's just like, you know, any sort of, you know, WWE, UFC flow grappling they all have the same model where like you know you want to hype fights you want to go hype personalities and go oh i want to see this fight in that one this match yeah, like, this one, so
1: why not like and again i think it'd be interesting to see but like i think it's like anything you want to see a, if it's going to be a match i want it to be a match right? I, I want the two of them to actually be engaged. like if it's a joke, it's a joke and that's fine. And that's totally cool. But if it's gonna be a match, let them actually have th- a match and I think they're actually gonna have a match.
0: Um, and yeah. I don't
1: have uh, exactly the exact date yet,
0: but I think they're both they're both down to do a match. you know I think Craig hyping it on
1: Instagram has been. Oh yeah, absolutely insanity. He had this awesome Instagram where it was like he walked into a bar. <laughs> and, they, and he goes in there, and then because like Gabby, I guess, does like pole dancing lessons or whatever, and so she has that on her Instagram, and he uses those clips and he clips them in, and then it's like him drinking at a bar, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> he's looking at like it's actually really funny. Like the guy is a, a genius, or his marketing team, or whoever does his Instagram There's very smart. Of people.
0: There's definitely a team of like, people. It's absolutely yeah. hilarious. I said it before. Go follow Craig Jones on Instagram. He may be the funniest person in Jiu-Jitsu right now, bar none.
1: Like, like he he came up with is really funny. And again, like if if they're gonna have a match, I want them to have a good competitive match. I have no idea, like where that goes. I, I don't know where it goes. How does that
0: How does that match go potentially? I don't know. I don't want to
1: get in trouble. <laughs> like, <laughs> like i like i want them both to be competitive i, I think just th- think it's definitely going to be competitive i, I, think, I think it'll be competitive be... i think gabby again again like gabby knows her stuff she's not gonna she's no slouch like she's one of not the greatest, gonna take
0: she's one of the greatest female competitors
1: well and that's the
0: thing right he like i so
1: and i don't want to be see like i'm hyping up um Craig Jones here, or anything like that. I mean, like if he just wants to entangle the legs, I can see him just doing it, right. But I can also see Gabby like smushing it and, and just putting like, a
0: lot of pressure on, him. And I putting a lot of pressure long.
1: on him. So, like, I can see two scenarios out of that. So, I'm I'm not going to call who wins that one. I think yeah. if, I just, if they're going to do it, I want it to be a nice and competitive and a friendly, good grappling match after, and then just and again, what it should definitely, be, just, yeah, I think. It's, it's fun. I, I think this is
0: all in fun. I think uh, they're, th- they're definitely doing a very good job of hyping this. I think it's going to be a very interesting match if and when it does happen. I think it will. I think there's uh, – the stakes have been lifted and, you know, there's a lot more hype around this now, but that is definitely a match we're going to be watching. I think – I think basically what you said it's going to go one of two ways. I think Gabby ends up sm- – completely squishing them on top and then trying to, you know, probably work a finish, maybe somewhere in side mount or, you know, Craig gets under her base, gets the legs and starts, you know, attacking with a heel hook or uses that to get the back and then potentially finishes from there. But that's definitely going to be a, a match to, to look at in the distant future where, you know, Craig Jones has officially become the Andy Kaufman of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: a, that's, a,
0: that's a reference for uh, everybody out there. But, man, that is absolutely yeah, that's hilarious true. that he's basically that transformed true. into Andy Kaufman. But um, so there's also uh, an Abu Dhabi pro that happened as well. And that yes, was, it was in Abu Dhabi. Cool. And uh, shout out to Nathan Dos Santos, who took silver in that. That, we had a couple that.
1: other canadians in there as well isn't there
0: yes there's a there's a few that made the trip out there i think kieran made a trip out there um that's somebody i want to get on a podcast in the not so distant future as well i'm going to reach out to him but there's a you know like you know nathan competed against jamie canuto jamie canuto is also a world-class black belt mm-hmm. as well as good as they come and like this is what Aaron, this is what you have to look forward to when you compete at Masters.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I'm so excited. Wonder. <laughs> it is, it's going to be because this is the thing with Masters Jiu-Jitsu. Everybody's like, oh, you know, the guys are older and all that. It's like, listen.
1: Yeah, but all the guys that were, do- that were like smashing now, <laughs> and they've just so gotten really- older.
0: So like it's like, not
1: it's not fair.
0: Tommy <laughs> Lovato Jr. is a Matt. I think he did Masters. He did Masters one. And I think he's like, he, he's going into Masters two. But to give you a reference, yeah. Aaron is, at Masters two would be competing against guys like Lovato. Yeah, guys like
1: that. <laughs> I even think uh, no. Well, I'm not that light. But I remember um, Yeah. Like, I remember Kyle, was, um, Kyle Pinder, we were talking because he went to Masters World or whatever. And um, if he had won his match, next up would have been uh, Lucas Leprit, right? And he would have had to fight <laughs> him, right? Because he, he was cutting weight that time. So he was like, I'm glad I lost because then my next match would have sucked.
0: He like, said, <laughs> He would have, comp- but yeah. he would have had the experience of competing against Lucas Leppers. Oh,
1: and that's the thing, right? Like, it's like you have this amazing experience to have be competing with certain individuals that you probably never would have competed with against ever, especially in a like a Toronto tournament or like Ontario Open. Not saying anything bad about those tournaments, but you, again, you're going to get that world class experience level yep. at that competition. So, absolutely, 100%. Is it an experience? Yes. Is it something you want to do? 100%. I think you should if you can do it, go for it. I just don't want to do it right now.
0: <laughs> you don't want to get beat up by Lovato at like medium heavy.
1: Yeah. Cause that would be my weight now, I guess like medium heavy. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. But you know, there's, uh, um,
0: Abu Aubrey, Dhabi's definitely an experience. That's definitely a place where I want to go out and compete one day. That would be a very interesting, unique experience. And I, I was talking to some of the people that went out there and training 24 seven. There's rooms where in the hotel where everybody's staying, where you can go downstairs, you can train with whoever's there at the time. So people get together and train at certain days and times. Like for example, when the meow brothers were competing regularly in Abu Dhabi, they would just stay in the training room. They would just roll with whoever came in. They didn't matter who was like, you could have walked in and you could have rolled with Paulo meow, for example, they didn't care. Yeah. So it's a very unique experience there where you get to train with everybody. The training room is always open. It's always full. It's 24 um, seven. They're also, I think you're regularly testing everybody. So if you're going to the venue, you're getting a COVID test on the spot. It's,
1: yeah.
0: it's kind of like fight Island where it's very safe. Yeah, Everybody's in their own bubble and you're regularly being looked after and cared for, for, you know, you know, all safety COVID protocols are all being followed. Um, COVID does not exist on, on that Island just because it's so, it's so heavily guarded and so maintained where it's very difficult for something to slip through the cracks. Cause you know, yeah. at the end of the day, trying to, cl- we're trying to close bars at 11, 1101 PM cause that's when COVID apparently comes out, but <laughs> in Ontario, you know,
1: well, yeah, I think businesses have to close later. by 9 o'clock. But you know what? You never know. Maybe one year from now, I think the Choking Hazard podcast might be doing a live stream from maybe Abu Dhabi or somewhere else. You never know. Quite Anything possible. could happen. Anything could happen. Anything can happen. One day, hopefully,
0: uh, the prediction that a former podcast alumni made on here, June 8th, 2021
1: oh yes this, yes we have to look at no this, gotta, June, gotta, 7th, June, June 7th June 7th okay June, June 7th I'm gonna call JJ and say hey if this doesn't come true we're gonna have some words but I'm gonna June message him on June
0: 8th if COVID's still here I'm gonna be fucking pissed and
1: I'm gonna blame yeah him. exactly <laughs> fucking guy Fucking, <laughs> fucking <dick. laughs> yeah no but i'm excited because especially for the next 50 episodes and next 50 after that we're going to have a lot more content a lot more guests we've been hitting up to a lot of interesting characters especially in the jiu world and also kind of throughout canada that we're going to have on the podcast so we have a lot of great things coming down the pipeline and who would have thought that uh, a simple idea like this is just getting started. And uh, we're glad that especially our audience is with us and you guys are on the road because we can't do this without the audience. So we do appreciate everything that you guys do for us.
0: Yeah, we appreciate all the support. I know I like to break Aaron's balls, but he works uh, tirelessly behind the scenes. And, you know, I like to do my part, you know, when I feel like it. And I like to thank (laughs) thank my (laughs) podcast partner in crime, Aaron Gall, um, we've, I, we've, you've been stuck with me for a year. You've been working very hard and, you know, I think there's going to be a lot more bigger
1: things around the corner, not just for you, but for me as well. Yeah, no, that's good. And you know what, man? Like, it's been cool because like you and I have actually been able to chat still, obviously like, again, and I, I the one thing that I, I hate about COVID is just separated so many people from conversation and like that face-to-face and not being able to have real conversation with people. And I think this is like starting projects like this really kind of helped individuals. Again, it's more connecting, maybe just get their story out there being able to talk about certain things or things that they're on their mind or or whatever, but it's been interesting to see all the guests that we've had, have those conversations, but then it's like kept me in check more than anything to like have, to keep those conversations going more than anything. Yes.
0: It's, I think it's the biggest thing during this time, especially mentally. It's, I think a lot of people are, are craving social interaction and, you know, we do a podcast over zoom, you know, unfortunately it is what it is this is the way we have to do it for the time being. <coughs> hopefully in the future, we get to do this in person. And that will be a glorious day when that, when that day and time comes, which I'm thinking it's going to be sooner rather than later. I think, you know, it's been over a year. I know things are getting out of control again, but you know, we got to settle down, hunker down a bit, take a step back, realize, okay, like the situation's not the best, but at the end of the day, how do you make the best of it?
1: That's it, buddy. I think that's the biggest thing. We want everybody to stay safe out there. We are this close hopefully soon, especially in Canada. But uh, we know all you guys in Florida and Texas are just doing your thing in Puerto Rico. But you keep doing your thing. I think you're keep training. Keep rolling. You stay classy. <laughs> you guys stay classy. We will uh, eventually be down there. And uh, listen, everybody, keep training. Be safe. We're going to come at you guys soon. And big things are coming. Aaron's
0: coming at you, bro. Coming at you. Bro. Bro. Coming bro. At you. bro. <laughs>
1: All right, everybody. Thank you so much.